Welcome to A Slice of Cinema with The Blade. I'm your host, Jesse, a.k.a. The Blade, and I can't start this podcast without saying thank you to everybody that came to my very first uh, watch-along last Sunday. So this past Sunday, um, I did a watch-along of my all-time favorite movie, 1987's Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I showed it at... Um, a little venue, uh, cool indie venue here in Buffalo uh, called The Screening Room. And we did The Doors at 6. We did the movie at 7. Um, from 6 to 7, it was nice. The uh, it's, a, it's, like a, you know, it's a smaller, intimate theater. It fits about 60-some people. And so I was glad the first the first hour, I just got to kind of like meet everybody and chit-chat. And my, uh, my wife was there, too. She got to do the same thing. And... Um, it's cool to like see some new faces and familiar faces and, um, then we did the, uh, the movie at seven o'clock and so I was figuring movie's going to end about eight thirty, quarter to nine. Uh, it's a Sunday night. So I was like, yeah, my parents will probably take off. Um, I knew some guys from high school from there, uh, you know, figured they would probably take off. Uh, I was thinking maybe like half of the crowd would stick around for like a, a Q and A. But um, everybody stuck around. That was that was super nice. It was a very it was a very nice surprise, and it was really cool. And um, the Q and A afterwards was was a lot of fun. That was uh, it was a really good time all around. Um, I don't want to say thank you to anybody individually because I just want to say thank you to everybody that was involved because that was it was very special to me. I've I've never done anything like that before. Um, that whole event it was all my creation from my brain and it, I was able to make it happen and people actually showed up and it was a good turnout and honestly it honestly couldn't have went honestly couldn't have went any better and then the, the you know and then the fact that um there was interest in another one and uh diehards being thrown around <laughs> I think diehards a strong suggestion but uh you know the fact that 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 I'm that I'm talking about doing another one uh after the I'm thinking about like after the holidays, like that's, it's, it's, that's insane. It's, it's super cool. Um, I really, I really enjoy stuff like this. So thank you. Thank you to everybody that was involved and who bought tickets and who came and who supported and just helped me out. And I, I really appreciate it. Um, so, <laughs> so this, this episode, we're going to talk about 1995 heat. Um, we're talking Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, the whole shebang. I'm uh, I'm really trying to keep people on their toes with these movies. <laughs> you know, we're not we're not we're not we're not talking Hard Target. We're not talking Sci-Fi Running Man. When we're talking 1995, Michael Mann's Heat. This is uh, this is 
This is serious business. <laughs> it's, it, uh, it's, it's written and directed by Michael Mann. Uh, he makes incredible stuff. Um, I mean, Heat is just his. Also, uh, if you're interested, there's uh, Michael Mann also has, um, he has one before this called Thief with James Caan, which a lot of people say is kind of like a precursor to Heat. And if you haven't seen it, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, I mean, I was going to say uh, with Heat, like, you know, you always hear you always hear people say like man's game, like uh, it's man's game. Uh, Heat defines man's game. <laughs> like <laughs> like the, the list of actors and just the tone of the movie, um, which also Thief, James Conn. I mean, the, the finish of the movie is just James Conn, man's game. Whew. Okay, anyways, we're talking about Heat 1995. Um, 1995, I was 15 years old. I saw the movie in the theater with my longest best friend, Neil Bibziak. Uh, I'm going to guess we even went opening night. I, I remember it. Um, we would do that a lot, just go to like a, like a hot new movie on like Friday night after school. Um, so I think we saw it on opening night. I mean, I remember the theater being really busy. Um, you know... 1995, 15 years old, I didn't, you know, I knew uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, like, being in the same movie was cool and, like, a big deal, but I didn't fully understand it. Um, like, this was this was the first time they were in a movie together since Godfather 2, um, you know, which is arguably one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, so for them to be in a movie again together, what, what I did think was really cool at 15 years old was, I mean, it was like, you know, bad guy robber, Robert De Niro versus good guy cop, El Pacino. Like, to me, that's a really cool concept. Like, you know, cop versus robber, and it's these two, two huge, powerful actors. Um, so I thought, that was, I, I thought that was really cool right off the bat. Um, I'll go down the list of... Um, strong and powerful actors here. Um, so you got, you know, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Uh, basically, the, the the main one of the main reasons me and my best friend, uh, Neil Bibziak, went to go see this in the theater was we were super excited about Val Kilmer in the movie because he had a badass ponytail. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He has a, he has a great ponytail. Um, almost, I mean, like, it's not it's not even fully grown out so he still has like some like shorter strands like hanging down like kind of like a mullet but like I don't know man his he's he looks he he's got some great hair and he looks great in the movie uh Val Kilmer plays a, a terrific terrific role um Ashley Judd plays his significant other uh who else we got we got my personal favorite Tom Sizemore man Tom <laughs> Tom Sizemore is just is just a hard man. He's 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 great, man. And he's he's really good in this. Um, you got uh, Natalie Portman in there as a little kid. Uh, Hank Azarian, uh, I might be saying that wrong. Um, of Simpsons and Along Came Polly fame. Uh, you've got William Fitchner. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Or William uh, Fitchner, I believe, uh, from Buffalo, New York. William Fitchner. If you don't know who he is, if you saw a picture of him, you would say, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy in tons of stuff. He, I mean, he's he's in Armageddon, for God's sakes. He's, he's in a lot of movies, but it's just really, it's also really extra cool because he is from Buffalo, New York. Uh, Tom Loke has a small role. Uh, Henry Rollins has a small role. I thought this was really cool. 
to like link one of my older podcasts. Um, Tom Noonan is in this movie, and Tom Noonan also plays Kane, the uh, nuke. <laughs> I was gonna say nuke infested, the nuke addicted uh, drug dealer that gets killed and his brain goes into a robot named Kane in RoboCop 2. Uh, yeah, he's in this movie too. So pretty sweet. Also Ted Levine, um, known also known as Buffalo Bill from Sons of the Lambs. Um, so to me, at about seven minutes in is when Heat gets going. Uh, you see a character named Wayne Grow come walking, like open a door, come walking out of a building. Wayne Grow is just ripping a heater. Looks grizzled as shit, has a has a skull has a skullet grown out, but I mean like like past his shoulders, like you know down his back, like a long skullet, just a real mean looking man, and he uh, he gets into he gets into a truck with Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore is very uh, on edge about Wayne Grow, so it turns out basically the the rob the robbers are um, Robert De Niro. Uh, Danny Trejo, Val Kilmer, and Tom Sizemore. They're they're the team. But uh, on this particular robbery, they have another guy with them named Wayne Grow, who's just kind of like jumping in. Um, they don't seem very happy about it. So they rob a um, like a cash tr- like a like a cash truck like um, you know like a security truck. Uh, they T-bone it with a huge semi. Um, they're wearing hockey masks. They have insane machine guns. Uh, they they obviously know what they're doing. They're very very calculated. Oh, I can't forget to say this. Um, <laughs> I just went oh. <laughs> um, so Tom Sizemore. In the scene I just said, where uh, Wayne Grow jumps in the truck with him, uh, Wayne Grow is trying to talk to Tom, Tom Sizemore, and you know Tom Sizemore doesn't want to know anything about the guy because they're obviously thieves and they just you know want to be very secretive. So <laughs> at one point, Tom Sizemore just goes, "Yeah, stop talking so much, Slick," <laughs> and then he he calls him Slick again during the robbery, which is completely where I got. So in in uh, pro wrestling world in AEW um, and a bunch of my promos, I've been saying newsflash slick, and I completely got slick from Tom Sizemore in Heat. And I actually I don't know where I got newsflash from because I actually thought he said newsflash slick at some point, but he doesn't. So I kind of made that part up myself, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, ah, crap. Where was I before? Um, so they're they're they're. They're yes, so now they're okay because they're they're robbing this truck, um, and they're they're very calculated. Now they have um this so this they have a bunch of the security guards outside of the truck and they're holding them hostage until they're done with the robbery. Well, Rain, Wayne Grow goes rogue and just shoots one of the security guards in the head, and which then in turn, um makes them just kill all the security guards because at that point now it's a whole different story and they can't leave witnesses. Um, and then they, they get in the car and they take off They're As they're taking off, you can just see Robert De Niro looking at Wayne Grow and he's just furious. They, they, they all like Wayne Grow saying, you know, the security guard was reaching for his gun. They all know he's full of shit. Um, 
phenomenal scene after this is then so after the after the robbery they get all cleaned up get away um they go to a diner and you can tell they have it they're 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 sitting at a diner and they have wayne grow sitting on the inside so he can't get out um Robert De Niro comes and sits down and just grabs Wayne Gross' head in the middle of a busy diner and just slams it into the table. <laughs> and like kids and like families are like, oh, oh. And there's even like, like just this like, it's this like older civilian man, you know, kind of a, kind of a, 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 an oomph. And he just looks up and Tom Sizemore just like looks over to him and just gives him a hard look of just like, buddy, you know, trust me, this is not where you want to go with your day. <laughs> and, and the guy just, the guy just, the, the uh, civilian man just looks down. It's so cool. And they're, they're talking about splitting up the money. And, and Robert De Niro, when he's referring to Wayne Grow, is just talking through his teeth. And he's just like, this fucking piece of shit over here. Um, so that, that, that's a recurring theme of the movie. Um, Robert De Niro's hatred for Wayne Grow and going after him is, 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 almost makes the entire movie for me. Um, this movie also has about 10 subplots, which I'm, there's no way I'm going to get into. I think the only movie that has more subplots than this is Copland with Sylvester Stallone and Harvey Keitel. But uh, yeah, th- this movie, uh, Heat's almost three hours long. To me, it's, it, you know, that opening robbery that I was talking about, there's a bigger bank robbery at the end. You've got a scene between... Uh, you got a diner scene between Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, which is just insane. And then the last, uh, the last scene in the hotel, and then Pacino chasing De Niro. Those are those are the big to me. Those are the big scenes. Like as I say, to me as a kid, not paying attention to the plot, those are like the cool, the, the cool big parts to me. Um, but then, you know, of course, as I got older and the more I watched this and I started understanding the subplots and being like, wow, this is just a really, really good movie all around. Cause I probably didn't understand it. You know, at 15 years old, I probably didn't understand it the first six years of my life or first six years it was around, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, so they have this robbery, um, Wayne Grow Wayne Grow gets away and the you know, it's it's a little it's a little subplot of the movie where the entire movie like De Niro's just trying to find Wayne Grow. Like they got a lot going on, but he's he's going out of his way to try and find this guy because he fucked him so bad. The whole the whole movie, it has like a really cool Michael Mann's movies always have like a really cool tone to him. This one's like it's it's very blue. Uh, it's very dark. It's 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 very it's it's very nineties looking. Like it's just the the lighting and it, it like I don't even I wouldn't even know how to explain the music. It's it's like the score and stuff is just like powerful. <laughs> Would be a, the word I can think off the top of my head. Um, and it, it there's a like a lot of cool backstory to this. Was um I I had heard Henry uh, Henry uh, Henry Rollins plays a small role. And has a really good story about when he auditioned for the movie. Um, I, th- I think he like auditioned with Michael Mann or something, and they liked him. And they were like, "Hey, like you know, Robert De Niro's gonna be here. Uh, we want you to stay and like meet him or something like." Or, or, no, I'm think I'm I think I'm screwing this up. It was um, I think Henry Rollins went to audition, but uh, Michael Mann never showed up or something like that or whatever it was. 
Michael Mann ends up talking to Henry Rollins, and he's like, "Hey, look, I'm going, I'm going to to lunch with, um, I think it was Pacino." Then he says, "He goes, I'm going to lunch with Pacino right now. Uh, just, just, just uh, come with me." And then, so they went to lunch. Um, I could be wrong. It might have been De Niro, but I think they went to lunch with Pacino, had lunch, blah, blah. And then at, at the end of lunch, uh, Michael Mann was like, hey, yeah, you, you, uh, you got the part. And Henry Rollins was like, oh, okay. And he was like, I, I guess um, uh, how he was auditioning, I, I don't know. I guess he was he was auditioning, but I think they had already started filming or something. But, but basically, there was a lot of tension. Like De Niro and Pacino, like these just, you know, these – Two huge icons were just not getting along, <laughs> and uh, Michael Mann was to, to Henry Rollins was just like, yeah, like uh, but you know, Pacino liked you a lot, so you know, yeah, you, you know, it'd be good to have you on set. Like you'll, you'll be good for the atmosphere. Like it's yours, man. <laughs> so, um, and that is uh, there's a there's a, a really a really good cool scene of um, um, Pacino and De Niro at just one on one at like a coffee. Uh, diner kind of restaurant and uh just they have a back and forth and i got um supposedly the whole thing was improv they you know again like just egos and stuff and they they, they couldn't decide on this and that and, and everything and they just they ended up just improving most of it <laughs> so um that that's that's just that's just a really good scene um another like little subplot that i that i i thought was really cool and um so De- uh dennis haysbert you may also recognize him from Allstate Insurance commercials. <laughs> he, uh, he, they keep, they keep showing him throughout the movie, and it's like you can tell, like he, um, he's obviously like just got out of prison. He's trying to get his life back on track on the straight and narrow. You know, he's got a, um, and it, it's always really sweet because they always show him with his girlfriend, and she's like, he's, you know, he's, uh, he got a, he's got a job at a, at a cook, as a cook at a diner, and his, you know, his girl's so proud of him that he's, he's got a job now, and he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to. He's trying to keep his life straight. And um, so they keep showing him throughout the movie. And then what ends up happening is, so there's the, the truck robbery at the beginning. And then there's a really big bank robbery towards the end. Um, when they're at the, you know, they, it's like they just go to a, they go to a diner before and after everything. So uh, before the bank robbery, they're um, there at a diner. And Danny Trejo is supposed to be the driver. But Danny Trejo calls them and he's like, hey, man, I, he's like, I got cops on my tail and I, I can't get the, I can't shake them. So basically they're like, all right, you're out. So uh, they lose Danny Trejo as the driver. And it just turns out that they're at the diner that um, dude who just got out of dude who just got out of prison was trying to keep his life on the on, on the straight and narrow. Um, they see him working um, behind in the kitchen and also with the gentleman who just got out of prison and is now working as a cook. Uh, they also keep showing that his boss, oh, they just, they found like the slimiest looking actor to play him to. Like his boss is just a complete shithead to him. He's just, you know, he's just like a pipsqueak of a guy and like, like balding shitty hair and like, a, you know, a, sh- a shitty little like pencil mustache that like, you know, a manager, like a, a manager of a shitty little diner would have <laughs> like, um, and, uh, but this guy's just, he's the manager's just shitty to him the whole time. So, um, ends up Robert De Niro goes around the kitchen and says, Hey man, you know, look, this just happened. You're here. You know, what do you think? And they, they also kind of like, they also kind of like bro down a little bit. Like they smile. It's like good to see each other. And then the dude goes, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, man, I'm in. They meet around back. He ends up being the driver. 
he ends up getting shot and killed like in the in the uh the guy who's trying to keep his life on the straight and narrow who uh jumps in to be their driver ends up getting shot and killed which is super sad to think about like his his girlfriend who was like so happy for him but uh just a just a crazy like side just a crazy sideline of the movie but dude that bank that bank robbery scene is holy fucking shit man like <laughs> you, i can't even put it into words if you've never seen it before it is uh it, it just it's it's not even a so they 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 get out of the bank instantly and it just breaks out into the streets man like just machine gun fire everywhere but it's it's cool the way they do it it's not very like like you know like real like michael bayish or like real over the top action movie it's it like it's it's really real it's it's like it's kind of it, it's kind of realistic like there's no background there's no background music or anything like that it's it's just you just hear like the quiet of the streets and like you know the cars and all that kind of stuff and their machine guns are so loud so loud <laughs> and it's it, they it's uh Val Kilmer, De Niro, um Tom Sizemore, they all they on they end up getting kind of pinned down and like kind of from like they end up almost like getting surrounded and they're I mean there's just they fire so many bullets. It's like each of their clips. It's like each clip has like three rounds of ammunition in it from one clip or something. I don't know what the fuck. But like they just they 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 just there's so much machine gun fire. It's 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 fucking wild. And uh, uh, Tom uh, Tom Sizemore ends up getting killed. He ends up great. He grabs a kid. He's trying to run away and like um, use the kid. Uh, like t- trying to like block himself with the uh, trying to block himself with the kid, and um, De Niro or um, Pacino ends up like uh, getting him with one shot in the head or something like that. It it's, it gets intense, man. Um, that let me see if I had anything else written down here about that bank robbery because it is just oh dude, in the bank robbery scene too, uh, uh, brother Ted Irvine from uh, as I said from Buffalo Bill from Sounds of the Lambs. So he's a he plays like plays a pretty you know he's in the movie a bunch as a cop and he just gets smoked instantly as as soon as this uh, the the shootout starts in the streets and he makes probably the scariest death face I've ever seen in any movie. So the the I mean after the um, after this huge bank robbery scene, then um, another uh, very very cool little nice moment is. Um, Val Kilmer, and I remember the scene because Val Kilmer cut his ponytail off. So, <laughs> he, uh, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, and Ashley Judd have just like not been getting have, their marriage is like on the rocks. This or uh, marriage is on the rocks. This this entire movie, um, you know, he's a gambler. She hates him, but he he loves her so much. But he's he's a fuck up. Uh, what ends up happening is uh, after it's all said and done, and um, they get um, Val Kilmer and De Niro are the only two that get away from the uh, from the the bank heist, and Val Kilmer does eventually try to get back to his to his wife, but when he pulls up and gets out of the car, he's got his ponytail cut off. He's obviously like dyed his hair and like done some stuff, so he's not so recognizable. And he see he he, he pulls up and he gets out of the car. And he sees she comes walking out onto the balcony and she gives him kind of like a little like almost like a like a not like a throat cut sign, but like a little like eh, like like it's a no go. 
And um, he sees that and he gets in the car and he, he just drives away because they ba- um, also should probably mention that the uh, her house was swarmed with cops like they 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 were all there um, waiting for him to come home. So it was it was like it was just a cool it was a cool little moment. It's like, you know, they were never going to see each other again. And, you know, but it was he was, you know, he was going to get away. And it was like she didn't she didn't sell him out. It was like a, it was like a, actually kind of like a nice, like sweet moment, I thought. Um, the name of the movie. So the movie is called Heat because there's a couple times, a couple times in the movie where uh, El, or, um, Robert De Niro is he he's saying for what they do for a living as robbers. Um, he's saying you, you have to be prepared <clears throat> if the heat comes, if the heat's coming around the corner as, you know, as if like he's about to get caught, get arrested, whatever it is, is about to come around the corner, whatever you have, you have to be able to leave, leave it in 30 seconds, whether that's a house, a car, a wife, a family, you know what I mean? Like anything like, you know, you that's how your life needs to be is if the heat's coming, you got to be able to get out of there. Um, so that, that is just kind of how, um, De Niro has always lived his life. So he ends up meeting a girl and he's like pulling off these last couple heists and then he wants to take her, you know, the whole thing, like he wants to take her away and retire and get away from it. Um, but then, so he, his, 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 it's his, it's his hatred for Wangrel. He, he actually, he actually has a, like, he actually has a chance where he can like pull it off and like him and De Niro and his girl can, can, can take off and go. But he, he, someone, you know, someone just says, Hey man, one last thing. Here's where Wayne grow is. So De Niro, so De Niro, you know, tell, tells his girl like, Hey, wait in the car. Wayne grow is, um, he's basically like set himself up. He's hiding out in like a really, you know, he has money. So he, uh, he's hiding out in, um, or he has, I'm sorry, he doesn't have money. He has people protecting him. So he's hiding out in um, like a really fancy hotel. So Robert De Niro goes in there to get him. Um, there's also cops everywhere because of the robbery that just happened and they're looking for De Niro everywhere. So the way he does it is De Niro pulls the, the fire alarm. And um, so they have to evacuate the building. Huge fire alarms going off. Now De Niro's like, girlfriend is like sitting in the car and she's just like what the you know what the fuck is going on like now the you know he just went in this huge hotel now there's a fire uh there's an alarm going off people are coming out of the hotel um de niro gets up to wing uh wayne Gro's room uh, <laughs> wayne Gro drops a great brother bomb um he wayne Gro does not want to leave the room because he knows that there's there's people trying to kill him and he's you know that's the whole reason he's 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 hit he's hiding up in this room um so uh, De Niro like knocks on the door and he's kind of disguising his voice. It's really loud. De Niro's just like, uh, uh, security, sir, we, you know, um, we have to evacuate the floor. And um, uh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Grove goes to open the door. He's like, hey, man, let's talk about this for a second, brother. And he, he undoes the latch and De Niro just kicks the door into his face. I think he maybe hits him a couple times or something. But in one of the... One of the hardest scenes that has, has always stood out to me, um, De Niro wa- knocks Wangro out of the couch, and he's got his gun pointed at him. And I mean, you know, at this point, you know, De Niro's been looking for him the entire movie. Um, he, you know, he 
he was about to go run off into the sunset, but he went out of his way for, you know, for this idiot. And De Niro just has the gun at him. And he, De Niro tells uh, Wayne Girl's looking down. And De Niro tells him three times, he says, look at me. And then, you know, hard as shit makes him look him in the eyes when he shoots him. But uh, to uh, the actor who plays Wayne Girl, to his credit too, man, like, Wayne Girl's looking down. He's, you know, he's all shaking. Like, he, his nose is broken. He's got a door kicked in his face. And when he looks up at De Niro, like, it's like, like I said, he's, you know, he's a real terrifying looking man. But, like, he he just looks absolutely terrified. Like, you know, because he, he knows what is about to happen. And De Niro just shoots him twice in the chest, once in the head. It's, there's that. And in, um, uh, to jump to Gladiator, when um, Russell Crowe, kills uh Joaquin Phoenix at the end and he like they're like real close quarters and um Russell Crowe stabs him but he's just same he's just like they're just like eye to eye and he's just staring at him in the eyes while he kills him it's like oh dude it's nasty stuff but um uh it we, we, so so after De Niro gets rid of Wayne Grow um you know at this point now now he he's fucked it up he can't he can't go run off into the sunset with his girl because Bade now Al Pacino's after him. And that's that's like they, they they literally show it like one direction is Al Pacino and the other direction is his girlfriend. And that's the whole thing is you got to be, you know, the heat's coming. You got to be able to drop everything in 30 seconds. De Niro goes in the opposite direction of his girlfriend. Um, Pacino, it's, it's a really cool a really cool chase, just like an on foot chase between De Niro and Pacino. And they go, go out onto um onto like the tarmac, like the run, like the runway of a, of, of an airport. And, you know, Pacino ends up getting the best of De Niro and he shoots him. And it's like, it's the most, uh, damn it. I heard he's powerful. <laughs> I used powerful earlier, but it's like the most powerful finish, man. When, De, um, cause De, like, I think De Niro says something about it too. Like he told Pacino, like he's, he's been to jail once and he said, I'd, I'd, I'd rather die. He's like, I'm not going back to jail. And I think he tells Pacino, like I told you or something like that. And then they end up like, they end up like kind of not holding hands, but like, yeah, I mean, they, they like thumb to thumb, like kind of just like hold hands and De Niro passes. And it's like the, just the lighting, the the music is absolutely perfect. Like perfect. And um, it's just the lighting, the the, the the music <laughs> just, I don't know how else to say it the the, the finish is the finish is, is incredible it's 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 so cool man all right that's like I like I always say if you haven't seen heat I hope that encourages you encourages you to watch it um if you have seen it before I hope that encourages you to rewatch it I highly suggest it because it's one of my favorite rewatches um and it's three hours long which says a lot uh, so don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Your comments and ratings will help us grow as a podcast. You can always feel free to email me at a slice of cinema podcast at gmail.com. My Twitter is at Blade of Buffalo. My Instagram is at the Blade of Buffalo. And um, again, I will uh, I'll keep everybody in the loop about uh, another uh, about doing another watch along. That was a really good time, and thank you again. All right, everybody. Talk to you soon. Oh, shit. Charlene Chehairless. Who? 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 Were you a fucking owl? The lady you've been talking dirty to on telephone every day last week. 
Yeah, all right. You know what? You can't tie me to her. Yeah, well, who needs to? Because your ass is on a plane back to New Jersey, Jago. Oh, man. I just... Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Because she got a great ass! And you got your head all the way up it! Jesus. When I think of asses, woman's ass, something comes out of me. So? So? No big thing. All I want is her husband and his whole fucking crew. Now, you're gonna work with Sergeant Trucker here. 